everyone and welcome back to yet again another episode of Women Talk Tech. Today I'm joined by Teresa, co-founder and CEO of Chucks. We discuss quite a lot of cool topics including why it's so important as a founder to have a supportive environment around you in relation to community building, networking, mentoring and much much more. We then moved on to the topic of mindset and the importance of creating a mindset to grow as a female founder. Teresa shares her insights and advice for founders entering their growth phase, both from a business point of view and from a talent point of view. I hope you enjoy this conversation. So, Teresa, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Sure, I'm, I'm happy to be here and thank you for the invitation. Um, so I'm Teresa. I was born and raised in Germany. Um, I'm also living in Germany still. Um, I am a co-founder of an ad tech company called Shanks, where we're actually focusing on continuous and personalized learning. So we really aim to help big and large companies and enterprises to even enhance their learning experience in a more sustainable way and have a longer impact on that. And um, yeah, maybe from my personal size, uh, side, I, um, I'm a huge fan and I'm always on the hunt for the next growth opportunities. So that's why I think like even like the education part and communication part is very, very familiar and very uh, important for me as well. Um, and as a side note, I'm a very, very huge coffee lover. So like I think everyone who knows me just seeing me with coffee, attending a meeting or being um, tr like traveling and finding the best coffee shop in town. So I think that's that's summering um, myself up very well for the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm, um, I must admit, I'm almost the opposite. I absolutely hate coffee. Um, I, I still, I, I, at my big age now, I still can't get into it. The taste, just, I, I just can't get around it. I love a, a hot chocolate. I sound like such a kid, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's the difference between me and you, me okay. and you. <laughs> okay, okay, but then the next time I'm in London or I'm around, I definitely take it for very good coffee because I'm upset with it. And I know like good coffee places all over the world. So uh, this is my goal then if we see each other yeah. next time. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Yeah. And of course, the, the, the topic for, for the podcast really is about DNI and, you know, women in tech and women in the workplace. So just very simply and very briefly for you, um, what does DNI mean to you and, and why would you say it's particularly important? Um, I think in general, like, of course, everyone would like give you the answer of, yeah, it increased innovation, creativity, decision making, whatever. And I, I, of course, it does. And it is really important. And it's a huge topic right now. But obviously, for me, I think it's just like the best opportunity to learn from each other and educate yourself and grow. Um, because I, I really do believe that this is only happening if you're exchanging with different people different perspective so for example in our case our whole team is quite diverse in a sense of not only like where they're sitting or where they're working from like we have people from india germany netherlands but i mean like also in, in a sense of like how the age gaps are maybe are or what kind of genders do you have so i think it goes like in, in a lot different direction um, and i think this is the only opportunity to really um force this this growth and this environment that also like a business can succeed at a point um but also for me personally i think it's something we should all uh aim and work towards too 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, take us back to the beginning. I love to to kind of learn a bit more about people's journeys because no one's journey is ever the same, especially as a female founder. Um, there's so many struggles, challenges that do come into play. So I guess from your side, how did you kind of get to where you are today and, and what were your main motivations for, for founding uh, Chucks? Yeah, um, so, so it's quite funny for me because I was never planning to do that. And I think like all of my career steps weren't like part of a plan or part of a milestone so I always went a little bit through what happening next and what I wanted to do so a lot of it it was a little bit more by accident so originally I actually come from a more creative side so um, I studied communication and marketing I was working in agencies for quite some time I mean I was always focusing on internal communication and less advertising but still it was always very very creative I always thought I'm becoming like I don't know an illustrator or an artist or whatever I think that's very typical for a lot of women um, so I started with that and then I actually noticing like um, working with companies on their communication strategies and transformation plans that it's so interesting and then there's so much creativity in business as well um, and that's why I decided at some point that I actually uh, joined the business consultancy and I worked there in the digital department um, for a couple of years and I really transforming my role in this time so I went from like being a creative consulting working still on communication helping companies to transform their businesses to in the end being like a super structured project manager and not having a lot of creativity at all anymore. Um, and by that time, I also did my master in digital management because I, I mean, it's, you know, like the brain, you have like always these two sides and the one is like more creative and the, the other one is like more um, going into business stuff. And I always wanted to understand both because I think if you combine it, it has like a huge power um, and I mean, like even with diversity and inclusion and focusing on hiring people or people in general, it's it's so important to understand like how like what you need for your business, but also like what people need and how to communicate it well and build like a good culture. So um, working uh, in the business consultancy, I really focus on change management, actually, and change communication. So help companies with like transforming their businesses being more digital, but like taking every employee on that journey with them and not losing them at some point. And I've, I think like through this years, I've learned a lot about how companies work, how people work, how I create a good culture, um, how you set up good, good strategies, but also how you plan a project probably and how you can set it up. Um, and yeah, this was like a little bit more my career step. And Actually, my co-founder now, Florian, um, I met him, I think, seven or eight years ago already when I worked at my first agency. So um, we worked together before that. Um, and also, like, I had a completely different role, a completely different background. So <laughs> that's why I said, like, sometimes things happen by accident because yeah. then at some point he came to me and said, like, hey, you know, like, I had this great idea because he's coming from the more pedagogical and psychology um, part and always challenging like the way we learn and how we sustain knowledge and that like the learning solutions aren't good enough today. Um, he always had like also this tech 
component more um, like in a sense of, hey, how can we like use data to make that even better? Um, and when we joined forces, it was like a very perfect point because I came like from this whole company side, understanding how different industry works, how like change processes work. And he came very from the pedagogical side and the concepts behind it. And um, having him as a product owner in a sense of, okay, how can we develop that further? How can we get even better? How can we like do something innovative? And my yeah. side in, okay, but let's look on what the companies need, right? So how can we actually help them and build on what they already have to increase that impact? And yeah, I think that's that's how everything came together. And that's where I'm sitting here. And I'm very happy that I did uh, all of those steps um, to grow and learn. And um, yeah, I think I'm still like on that journey. Amazing. Yeah. And it's quite interesting, right? Because a lot of people think to be a founder, you have to have had um, you know, the idea from the from the very beginning and you have to have been there from literally day one and your journey was very different, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, um, and that's what I said in, in the beginning, like I never, I, like I'm not a person who have that one plan or that one milestone because I, I really believe that you need to have the um, freedom to let the life happen, you know, like because there are so many things always having an impact on that. But I, but I still always was a person who's very, very driven and very self-organized. And I always knew I wanted to do something for or on my own at some point. And I don't mean it in a sense like I, I want to be, um, I, don't, I don't want to fight alone. I don't want to have a team, but more in a sense of, hey, I want to do something that gives me even more freedom because I got very frustrated at some point working with companies and don't have the um the resources or the time or the money or the budget or whatever to do something that would have a good impact on what they want to achieve um because they all have restrictions um and yeah and i think that's that's why i was very very happy when when florian came to me because uh we always had a good relationship in a sense of being friends but still professional and I think this is like the other topic it's very important to decide on who you build a business with um, and also to find that people who can give you honest feedback and say like look this is this was a mistake or this was not the best decision uh, but also on the other side help you grow and um, yeah and I think that's what I mentioned earlier with diversity and inclusion from the definition side um, he's I think 10 years older than I am so like even at that point we really learn from each other because I have a completely different perspective on things than he has and we can actually give each other experience and share it yeah 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 no definitely and of course women are the most underrepresented when it comes to founding companies and I think when we first spoke I was I was really uh, interested in what you said because you said the impression is that most not most, but in some cases that women will, will found uh, like a, a fashion or a marketing company and not tech. So how have you found uh, kind of navigating the world of tech as a female founder? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when I said that, um, <laughs> because I also think it was the same for me, right? It's not that I say it's a fault of, of, of us as women, uh, but, I, but I do have the feeling women tend to complain sometimes a little bit and saying like ah oh, everyone expect us to be into fashion or whatever yeah. 
but I think it's like most of the time also the first thing we're thinking about. Like if you're yeah. not a super and, and don't get me wrong, but like if you're not a super nerdy and techy person from the beginning on who's loving math and physics and whatever. And, and I mean, I said that earlier, I studied something creative. I was always expecting me to illustrate children books and be like this, I don't know, like this super creative woman. Um, and then I found like creativity in a different way that I didn't expect it to be. So, um, yeah, so, so coming to that question, I think, um, for me, it was never my goal. Um, but I, I found out that it's so interesting and that you can do so much with technology and with data. And I think in that point, of course, I've learned a lot my team right because we have like experts for machine learning we have developers so it's so interesting for me to understand like how things work and then also translate it in my language for myself and my experience because then I can actually talk to clients and see like hey wow this is what we can do and how can we like develop a good offering a good story a good pitch around that because i think this is like a very important part if you're working in tech it's not only that you need to be the woman who develops something yeah but also be capable of understanding what opportunities are behind that and how can we actually use it because otherwise we all have like amazing technologies and innovation and data but if it's not helping anyone or if we not yeah. make use of it that's i think then the problem and and I think that's what I found super interesting and what I've learned and what I'm still learning like every day. So I think like, especially like my developer team, they would all give me new insights every day, which helped me to get more into this industry and understand it more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what do you, what do you enjoy the most about being a founder of a tech company? What's like been your favorite thing about your journey so far? Um... I think in general, um, the creativity, um, and I'm sorry to sticking to that term all the time, but I, I do, I really believe that this is so impressive and important on so many different levels because, um, you can be, you have so much freedom. You have so much, um, freedom also to grow yourself, to grow with other people, to create something that's so amazing and do it like as a team effort. Um, and I think I also really enjoy the drive and energy you're getting from the whole business or from like the whole um, startup environment from investors, from other founders, from like programs, mentors, like there are so many people supporting you on that journey, yeah. which I never expected. And I think this is like the most beautiful part because then you, like I said, you can be creative, you can do like amazing things with business, but can be a creative also about your personal journey, your development, can be creative with other people. And I think this all comes together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess onto the topic of support, because I think you you mentioned that very clearly. And I think when we first spoke as well, um, I get the topic of mindset came up a lot. And I think that's something which I'm so keen to speak more about today, because I think mindset is the key to everything. I think without that, positive, negative, whatever the case may be, it's quite hard to navigate life. Um, so yeah, you know, in t on the topic of building a supportive environment, I think, I think that is really key for, for mindset. Um, what does a supportive environment look like for you and, and what's the importance of it to you when it comes to your mindset? Mm. 
Um, yeah, I think the reason why it's so important is that mind, I, I truly believe that mindset has like a huge impact on um, your ability to develop yourself and to push a business. Um, because I think if you're not having a healthy mindset with yourself, but also like with your team and the business, you come to a point that it's not going to succeed because you're like, as a founder, you're very, very important for a company because you are like the one who needs to be optimistic all the time. You know, like you needs to be the one who's like the good, um, the good guy, the bad guy, no matter what kind of role you're having with your investors, your team, whatever. So I think um, in supportive environment for me looked like being surrounded by, I think, very inspiring and energized individuals um, who give you energy back, but also who are capable of receiving your energy and your ideas uh, and help you structuring it. Because sometimes you can, of course, also be some kind all over the place. Um, and I think for that, what I've learned is that it's very important that you also have like people who can you like people where you can really rely on yeah. because I think especially in this industry you will like meet so many people in such a short time frame but a lot of them will always tell you like yeah I would love to support you yeah I can do that and that for you but I think in the end like only a few of them are really committed to it um, so I think this is like something that's very important because if you know you have a supportive environment, there are people you can rely on. Um, and I think how to create that or how to find that people, I think it's very central that you have a give and take mentality. So I yeah. think, especially in business, you always have the feeling I give something and I already take something immediately. And I think this is not how it works because I think you need to be patient at some point, but you also need to be proactive. So sometimes you are the one who give first and maybe you don't get anything back for years, uh, but at some point it will pay off. It's just yeah. because like how it works. And I think on the other side also like um, be not afraid to take sometimes if you're not able to give immediately so yeah. I think that's something that I've learned a lot um, because yeah sometimes it, it has like a short-term impact but sometimes it also just needs time to build that relationship yeah yeah so true and I, and I think also you know you have to be willing I think personally I, I like to give but I'm so scared to take because I never want people mm -hmm. to feel like I'm taking the mic or you know taking advantage but I think especially when you are you know in a supportive environment that's what people are there for right they're there to help you so you do have to take and, and be willing to take the support take the help whatever you can um to help you yeah I get that but short question like why are you afraid to take so is it because you don't want to be um annoying the people or you don't want to be the one who's like just just getting it or I mean because I think this is like if you think about it this also comes to your mindset and I think yeah. especially to the way you talk to yourself right and you're appreciating yourself and your value and your whatever you're doing so I think why are you afraid of that or why would you say you're afraid of that yeah, yeah. I think I've always been. I I'm always. I've always been very conscious of people thinking that you're taking the mic, and I think maybe because I've always give to people, mm -hmm. and I've always thought, okay, they're they're just taking from me. So I've never really wanted to be the on on the opposite end, and and been that person that always takes from people. But I do understand it's totally um, a mindset thing because I think when you are taking, you're helping yourself, so it's not a bad thing as such. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's. <laughs> 
so I I am not like into I'm not spiritual or whatever I'm not the person who thinks like oh let's sit together and reflect ourselves all day but and I think that's why always people like assuming when you're talking about mindset but I really believe that you have to challenge yourself at some point and ask yourself why you're doing that instead of just yeah I'm I'm just not a as good as others in taking you know like I think it's very interesting to understand that and yeah but anyways I didn't want you to to, to switch roles here <laughs> I love that I love that and you know you mentioned there that you know the benefits are, are endless and I can really see the benefit of having supportive people around you but I mean as a as a founder why is it even more so important because it can especially when you might not have a co-founder, it can be quite lonely, right? I'm sure. So, I mean, what other, what other real benefits have you found from just having a supportive environment around you and your own experience? Mm. Um, so I think, I think there are like a lot of different um, layers to that. So I think first of all, when, when I think about my environment and how I get support out of it, it's, so first of all, for me, very important mentors. Um, so people who are actually taking the time, going with you like through very dedicated topic, asking you challenging questions, but also be there to open up and give like share their experience. Um, and I, I never thought that this is so important, but especially as a founder, you have so many different roles. Like even, even when I tell you like, okay, so Floria, my co-founder is more the product guy and I'm like more maybe the woman who's going out and uh, do the sales or whatever. But still like we have so many overlapping topics and I also want to understand what is he doing yeah. by developing the product, you know? So for me, it's like always you have so many roles and you need people to share their experience and support you in your, in your environment, in your network um, to, to even like do better decisions and to get like also outside perspective. And I think the other thing is definitely some kind of community. So emotional support, if that's, if uh, that makes sense, it's just because I think you have what you just said, you have times so where you have the feeling like, ah, oh, maybe not feeling lonely but like you're maybe a little bit frustrated or you know like it's just like you're not having the best day and you need people who really understand that um, yeah. and of course you always have friends around you but it's different if you have somebody out of the industry or somebody who also founded a company so I learned uh, or I get to know like so amazing people through for example programs like um, accelerator programs or I joined also um, an entrepreneurship program in America last year. So like I even had have a lot of entrepreneurs um, or friends around the world with like completely different from completely different countries with completely different businesses. But it do help to have emotional support for that. Yeah. Um, and I think like, of course, then overall, like a supportive environment is also your network. Um, and you have that through programs, you have that through um, your journey in general, like attending conferences and stuff like that. But I also have a lot of or found a lot of value in my network from my older companies. So, um, yeah, companies I worked for before and also, um, yeah, just people who also left the company at a certain point working now in a different industry. So everyone is going 
um, on their journey. And I think that's very helpful and supportive. Yeah, that's great. And I guess, how have you built your environment around you? Because I think that would be the next, I mean, for me personally, right? If I was sitting here, I'd be thinking, okay, that all sounds great. The benefits are there. How do I actually go about it? Because I think it's possibly a lot easier said than done, especially when you are a founder for the very first time and you don't have a big network and maybe your friends are doing something very different to you. So yeah, how have you built your support environment? And I guess what advice would you give to those who are looking to build one, where to start? Yeah, I think it really depends on where you're coming from. So like I said, I really um, start building it with my former companies and I always try to keep in touch with the people and also like following them right I think like just also showing interest like oh you're working in a different company in a different industry now how is it going yeah like this is very important like you really need to invest time in building your relationships in general it's not going to happen naturally um, but like also building that I think what helped me a lot is like through other people so, um, and this depends on what kind of person you are. If you're a very outgoing person, then start attending events, going to conferences, start to talk to people. I joined so many female founder networks, which are incredible. Like it's a, such a supportive environment for me personally, but there are also so many very industry or topic specific networks you can join. I think programs are amazing if you're a um, first time founder um, accelerator programs incubator programs because you're always coming together with like like-minded people people who also founded the first time or maybe are also in your industry so this helps a lot to build this environment and then also like like I said in the beginning if you have people to rely on you can also ask them to do introductions or like hey how like just like just be open and ask them like how do you like tackle challenges or how are you growing or how are you creating your supportive environment and start learning from them? And most of the time they will also give you the opportunity to join an event with them or maybe got an introduction to their mentors. And I think the last part of it, if you start and you're getting investors on board or VCs, business angels, this is of course, especially for the mentor part, super important. Because I think especially finding a good mentor, this is always good if you have people that are have access to very high knowledge people. Because mentors should, I mean, it could also be like somebody in your age at the same stage. But it is, for me personally, I think even more valuable if it's somebody who has like a lot of experience already. And these people are hard to find. So investors yeah. and VCs are always offering programs around you to support the founders and the companies to grow because of course they want you to succeed so um, just ask for it and I think um, what I also believe is that especially if you start working with VCs like just ask them how, what they can offer you like be more proactive yeah. here yeah yeah I really agree with you on that because I think a lot of the time we we tend to seek help from people not our own age but at our own kind of stage and we we kind of look for advice there and I couldn't agree more when you said that having a mentor with a lot more experience than you I mean and that has access to other people as well that's what mentoring is about I don't me, me personally I love to to kind of seek mentor and advice from people who are in a position that I want to be in and or, or that have a lot more experience than myself you know yeah. and I think in the end it's like being a founder or building a business is like being in a constantly state of going out of your comfort zone. 
Yeah. And I think you're not doing it if you're just talking with somebody who says like, oh, you're doing so amazing. I'm so amazed by you. That's so great. And that's so inspiring. I mean, it's good to hear that, but that's not how we grow and that's not how we're getting better, right? So if you have like people with a lot of experience, they will ask you questions you don't want to hear, but it's important to, to answer them and to think about it. 100%, 100%. And I guess on the topic of mindset as well, I think it's about growing it and it's about having that mindset to grow and, and creating that. So, I mean, what does that mean to you and, and, and your experience when it comes to growth mindset? So I think... Um... First of all, it's um, seeing challenges as an opportunity um, because that's exactly what I just meant. It's like being able to put yourself in situations, in conversations, in pitches um, or also like in in a mindset where you have the feeling you need to challenge yourself Uh, because I had the experience um, that these are the points or the moments the best outcome comes in. And I think... It also helps you to grow it. Um, And I think also be very open to feedback and new experiences and um, really try to to push that forward because then you always be in the growth, um, on a growth journey. Um, And I think you have to tell that yourself to get that mindset. Um, It doesn't help if I'm telling you that right now or whatever, I think it's something you need to be very driven about. And um, that's why for me personally, it means a lot um, in like succeeding in whatever I'm doing. Um, Just because I know if I'm not pushing myself and if I'm not getting like this external perspective on it, I won't grow because then it's too comfortable to be where you are, Um, which is totally fine. And I think this is something that's super important not everyone needs to be a founder. Not everyone needs to do their own things. Not everyone needs to be or start working in tech, whatever. I mean, it's it's something that's like, I think a lot of women tend to believe in. It's that you always, to grow, you always need to go on bigger or whatever. I think you can also grow in your area. And if you're happy in your job or in your environment, that's great. It's not that you have to change everything. It's just to be aware of, what makes you happy and what kind of mindset do you have and challenge it here and then to just make sure that you're not following away you're not you're not enjoying yeah yeah and you know that that sounds that sounds easy right but it's a lot easier said than done so you know imposter syndrome does kind of creep in when you do have a challenge and I think every everyone in in at least one aspect of their life does feel imposter syndrome or has dealt with it how have you found dealing with imposter syndrome and how have you kind of overcome that because I'm sure I hope I hope you have just just to say you have but if you haven't even so even more amazing but yeah how have you found imposter syndrome and how have you overcome that so first of all, I'm, I I don't know if I overcome it. <laughs> I okay. overcame it. No, I think that's like, that's a general. I think it's always back and forth. I yeah. think for me personally, what I always try is developing myself and creating good habits and rituals. So I recently started reading a lot to understand like, why are we feeling certain emotions? Why are we like, um doing things like we do it and what can have um, it and I think in general like you shouldn't like stick to 
to negative self-talks it sounds super stupid but I think (laughs) especially like women we are overthinking a lot we have we can be very emotional which I think is very very great in a lot of senses especially if you're leading a team or if you're creating a culture so I do believe it's super super helpful but still it's it's yeah it it can be annoying because we're very very hard on ourselves and that's of course why we're always believing like we're not good enough or like maybe we're not the right person for that because whenever there is a failure you're thinking like ah I knew it you know like we always want to be too too good and too uh too uh experienced in that um, so I think for that, it's super good to challenge um, your the way you talk to yourself. I think for me, it also helps a lot to set goals and yes. also goals in a sense of whenever I achieve them, I really acknowledge them and see like, hey, but that's great because we achieved that, you know? And if I, I'm not the person who think or believe like, oh, I'm the perfect person for the job or like I'm I'm the one who's like, I don't know, doing everything amazing. But I still think you can you can say yourself, like, look, even if it's a team effort, like you have been part of it, right? And your job, your role, whatever you did was important for it. So I think that could be helpful. Um, and also, like, if you have good rituals to to have that on a very regular basis, a basis I think it will help you as well. And then again, yeah. like seeking mentorship and get external perspective from people to say like hey you're doing an amazing job like you know because I think otherwise you're just going on and on and on and trying to improve by yourself but it's it's good to hear that somebody's coming to you and saying like hey you're doing an amazing job with the podcast like investing time in it and doing um, or like sharing or helping people to share their experiences and helping women in tech you know like that's I think something that we need to do more often yeah yeah oh thank you but I I couldn't agree more and and I do I think we spend a lot of time overthinking I'm the probably the biggest overthinker there is (laughs) I sometimes even give myself a headache just spending so much time really thinking but yeah I think we definitely should kind of give ourselves more more kind of props and and also support other women and celebrate other women and that's that's exactly what the podcast is for but more importantly just say it like you said say to people you're doing a great job and even to yourself say it to yourself you're doing a great job and and that can hopefully help overcome the the doubt that you may have yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah and what about you know moving on to I guess the business side and growth um when when do you think is the right time to kind of start your growth phase as a company like how do you I guess how do you get into the mindset of of actually then growing your company (laughs) yeah um yeah that's that's a good question I think um there are a lot of areas that need to be at the perfect stage for that or not the perfect stage because I think nothing will be perfect (laughs) but I think in general of course obviously the most important part is that you have like a solid foundation so that you know your product market fit and you know your core operation like how is it working who are you like tackling what is your target group etc like the basic it seems to be the basic stuff but as a startup you're like always uh yeah finding out what is the best fit and like always challenging that because of course you want to um explore here also um and then i think 100 percent also the right timing of the market uh always depending what kind of area you are at but like what is the market requirements and how is it developing and how is like what is also the outlook 
and then beside that of course everything what which comes more into the planning part like being very strategic and like what is your growth strategy like are you expanding to different countries are you just growing as a team are you growing in different industries and like what is your financial um, process behind it like how stable are you like what is your income what is your revenue how do you want to grow that and I think this all comes together then in deciding like what is the right path for you yeah yeah and I think that's why it's really important to talk about because I think we speak a lot about growing ourselves personally uh, but when it comes to a business what like how do you actually all the things you mentioned like how do you actually know when the right time is so it's about also knowing how to grow yourself also grow your business and, and looking for those signs of when is the right time to really kind of amp things up a bit to really get to success and what you want to achieve and I think it's so important to have a good objective perspective on that because yeah exactly what you just say it's not about like worrying yourself or having the right mindset it's also like being able to make hard decisions even if it's not the one you would personally prefer and yeah. also be able to put yourself away from the situation and just see like okay where is my business at and how is it running and did I really find the right market and yeah. or is it just because I'm amazed because now I can I don't know like work with this five clients but is it scalable you know and and I think especially talking about tech and uh, like this whole investor VC um, topic is so big and so many people are into it like generative AI whatever trend whatever tech topic <laughs> you're into it's like Everyone's yeah. throwing it around you and everyone is like, oh, I, I built now something like super cool with AI or I'm using like this API to use like ChatGPT in this product, whatever. But like still like just be very aware that the market can change so fast and you should have something that's very sustainable and also the, the understanding of the market and your product market fit to be able to predict like I'm not getting disrupted next year from Google or <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know, it's like... Yeah, you should be very, very objective on that and put yourself back and to make like the best decisions here. Yeah, totally. And just like knowing when to do what I think and, and what should be the signs, like you said, right, not just following Google, not just following the trends. Um, you know, building a business and having a business that is going to grow, it looks at so many different aspects, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I guess on the topic of growth, because of course, when you build a business, you build a team um, and you do have to have the right mindset towards hiring, towards growing a team and growing a company, especially when it comes to talent. Um, how have you found that? And what's been your experience in, in growing the team and, and building a diverse team at that? Um, so I think you mean like more the process side, like how to approach it or more in general, like the importance. So I guess like, you know, from your side, growing your business, but also growing, growing your team as well, right? It, it kind of goes hand in hand. You can't have all these amazing plans to, to grow the business and, and not have a team to do that. So I guess when did you kind of see that that was the right time to do that, you know, and how did you kind of find the whole process of growing your team? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe first for the process, um, and I think also to to ensure this kind of diversity and inclusion topic in here. I think um, so. First of all, like just from a very objective, uh, not emotional business decision <laughs> or perspective, I think it's super important to understand where can I find the best resources for the best price for the best outcome. Yeah. Um, 
this is like I think always the first initial thought and I, I do believe of course it's important that it has a team fit that you're building the culture etc but I think this is for me second because first of all you're just seeing the numbers you're just seeing like what you need to do and I think for that it's very smart to see like okay what kind of like uh, country but like also what kind of person what kind of role do I need to hire to to get into that um, next phase and what do I need for that and how many people do I need for that so I yeah. think um, in general like we're always focusing on that I do believe like if you have like a smaller team it can be more efficient of course at some point if you're scaling you need like hundreds of employees but especially in the beginning I would say like 10 people is the perfect size because then everyone is owning their topic and their tasks and it has like a completely different efficiency and also um, productivity in, in your day-to-day -day life than if you have like 30 or 40 people because then you have like six, seven people working on marketing and everyone is doing something but sometimes they don't know what they're doing with each other and I think yeah. that's why a lot of people like in Grow and also hiring too many people too fast because they got funding are um, not succeeding or like yeah. fail because they just hire and hire and not really think about like okay what kind of role do I need so I think this is like from the strategic part the first step you should do like finding um, what kind of talents do you need where they where they are based where they came from whatever what is the number behind it and I think then for the process finding diverse teams or like diverse people I think there are different approaches to that of course you should use like different channels you should um, also make sure that the job posting is very fitting to the tonality of your company or also to the culture part so like don't make it super professional if you want to have like a cool guy who's like having you work through that and be very open in what you also expect from the people from their yeah. personal side you know um and I think here it can be very smart. So what we, for example, uh, did um, with uh, employees from India is that uh, when we source, like when we search for um, a new developers for the uh, backend developer, we actually let people working in India for us doing the first job interview. The reason why we did that is just because, first of all, they speak the language so it's more natural for them than just sticking directly to english so they can actually open more up and then of course like from the whole culture part we could just get like a very good first impression and then of course we always like jumped in in the in the second interview and uh, did a case study etc but like that was very helpful to filter to a certain point and just ensure that um yeah we have like a good team fit but also that the um interviewers like knowing okay we have people from the same country and they could connect even better so that was like a very from my perspective very smart way to approach that um, and hiring people abroad but they are also of course like agency helping you with that for example if you need it um, and I think to to sum it up it's it's in this case also important to know what kind of roles do you want to have very close by because yeah. I think it's it's good that we all are able to work remotely but at some point especially if you have key management roles or um, people who should also be in person um, here or like around if you have investor meetings it's very important to make sure that you know which kind of roles you want to have close by 
and which walls do you completely open um, up to having it, them like all over the world? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, one, one, one last question to kind of end, because what you said there is so important, and I do really want people to take a lot away from that. But if you could maybe give one piece of advice to a female founder out there now, um, I guess one that you wish someone would have told you in your uh, early stages of being a founder. But yeah, what would that one piece of advice be for them to, to follow throughout their career? That's a good question. <laughs> Sorry, I, lo- I love to end up, I, I, I learned so much from it myself as well. I'm like, oh, that's a good piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think just, it sounds like a super easy one, but like, I think just be confident. I think, yeah. and I don't say that from an arrogant point of view. I don't say that like from a point of view say, saying like, oh, you need to go out and pretend you're the perfect person, but like just be confident because in the end, like even what I said earlier, even your emotional part is so highly appreciated in a team and in a diverse team and like in building a company. And there are so many strengths. And I think we always tend to see the negative parts of it. So be yeah. confident and just see like all the positive parts and like even we think if people saying like ah but women are so support uh, getting so much support right now or it's so hard for them to say whatever like just be aware of like how many benefits you're bringing to the table and how good it is to be that kind of woman who's driving that and a lot of people are so amazed by that and find that so impressive so just be confident and show that because then I think you will convince much more people than just being there and like even if you pretend um you're you're insecure and people noticing that yeah 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 so I, and I I really love that piece of advice I think we don't tend we tend to think about the bigger things and it's like no just basic just just be confident be be who you are and yeah. and really go for it you know and I think like one last point to that is just I think and this comes with like being confident is just just do it there's there's nothing you can lose there's literally nothing you can lose because every step you're doing every experience you're getting every network you're growing like it's always for your future it's always helping you to become a better person a better entrepreneur a better founder a better friend whatever so i think in the end like no matter how your business succeed or not you have so much you get out of this time and uh you can be so confident about that because this is like because sometimes you have the feeling you're not like pushing yourself or like the next milestone takes so long or whatever but that's not the truth just like you're you're getting where you want to be and where you have to be yeah yeah totally oh honestly such a great conversation I really really appreciate your time and and so many takeaways for for me but also I'm sure the audience so yeah thank you again for joining me and and yeah I really can't wait for everyone to hear more about this Perfect. Thank you for the recording. And I hope we see each other very soon for a good cup of coffee in London.